Now-ish. I, w- I have to actually listen back to these and find out when the record actually starts between the time it says start record and the number actually appears. Yes. It doesn't say that we're recording. It does now, though. Welcome back to the Dr. Z ah. Show. Back. <laughs> well, uh, so, what are we... Uh, well, actually, so, who who is with you, Jacob? Who do we have with us on this episode of the Dr. Z I Show? Them all. The dead. No, it's just... I'm just kidding. It's my fiance! Hello. She's not dead. Yet. I'm in. Anyway... So what are we talking about today? We'll be a, a, a guest host for today. Via Jacob, since they're in the same location. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Unlike that, that about our, episode where we had our favorite in the same room as me. <laughs> each genre, uh, specifically favorite games of video games. Because um, the other things are pretty standard. You either have card games or uh board games so for video games there's like bazillion genres yes so we're we realize that our list is like a hundred uh things long so we're gonna go through probably half the list today maybe a little more than half the list and uh we'll we'll see where we get and we'll go from there yeah so we're gonna be talking about uh our favorite game and why in that genre so why don't you uh, why don't you start us off? What uh, what's first on the list? So I think first on the list was 3D action platformer, and I put Metroid Prime Two Echoes. Um, and I I it is a first person shooter, but I can there's so so much of it is more about the platforming and the exploration than it is about just run and gun. Um, and it's don't be stupid. Yeah, at heart, it's a Metroid game. You know, you get the standard fare of upgrades and stuff, but it's it's more about the, the platforming. Um, other games that we considered just as in this genre were the 3D Mario games. Um, as, you know, those are... Would Odyssey even count? Yeah. Okay. I think I've played like an hour of Odyssey. <laughs> of Super Mario Odyssey. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta put my um, I gotta put my favorite game in this genre as uh, as Jet Set Radio. Like you could you could make the argument that it's a racing game since you're racing against the clock in every stage, but yeah, it's 3D, it's action, it's a platformer. It's a 3D action platformer. Yeah. Um. And my my reason for Metro Prime 2 Echoes is it's kind of it's kind of brutal. It's it's just it's really, really hard. hard or brutal. Um, it's just really hard. I think we talked about this on the last episode. I think you you brought up how difficult that game was. Yeah, um, that's you know part of why I like it. Uh, the other part is the the music's great. Uh, the storyline is also really good. Um, uh, the environments are very unique because you have a light and a dark version of each environment, and it's it's okay. pretty sweet. And the, it... the boss fights are really satisfying because they're so hard. Okay. So Dark Souls before Dark Souls was Dark Souls. Uh, yeah. 
if you're willing to, I mean, to make that comparison. All right, so 3D action platformer. Um, this is going to be like a highly contested category. I don't know if if it is for the two of you, but it was for me. Uh, next category we have is fantasy RPG. Um, and so I got to go with The Witcher Three. Like, is is a hard choice, but but The Witcher Three. And and I'm gonna tie it, and this is the only category I will accept a tie in. But I'm gonna tie it with Breath of the Wild. And they're both I... fantasy RPGs, but they're they're just different enough that I, I will allow a tie. Yeah, you can talk all about Witcher because I haven't played that one, so mine is Breath of the Wild. <laughs> what about you, Jacob? Thoughts? Cool. Well. Having Breath of the Wild in the category makes things hard. Uh, <coughs> I'm choking on my nachos. Oh no. Maybe you should get your own nachos. Um, they're nachos. <laughs> okay. Um, I put... I, I can't remember the name of the game, which is terrible. Um, <laughs> it's but, my favorite, though. It was the second Golden Sun game. Um, Golden Sun New but, Age. Yeah, or something like that, whatever the title was. Um, but that game was just like uh I don't know. I I I played a lot of it. Um it was really the it's it's a lot like other games in that genre. Um, you know, it it's very similar to like a, a Final Fantasy game. Um, but unlocking the different um like the different summons you could do was really was really satisfying um and they all had like cool ties to uh like actual like like the like greek gods or norse mythology or other things that um it was it really like inspired me to look into the backstory for and the inspiration for all of those um and so i i just i really i just really enjoyed it um became educational yeah I gotta, I gotta give some honorable mentions in this category just because there are so many games that we've both played and enjoyed that fill into this category. Um, Skyrim, and I'm gonna get flack for this so hard. Dark Souls Two. Um, I really enjoy Dark Souls Two, and a lot, I know a lot of people don't like it, and I, I understand your gripes about it. Just know that I don't care about your feelings. Dark Souls Two. Um. Also, Bravely Default mm. is going to get an honorable mention for me. I I did really enjoy that game. Um, the way they went about telling the story, though, is what is what's mostly keeping it from being in my top games, because they the way they tell the story and the stupid decisions that the characters make that you have no control over irritates me like to no end. So, and with story, I do wish that Breath of the Wild had more that was present day story as opposed to just learning flashbacks all the time. It would be nice if there was more that he did to interact with people of the present day apart from just a bunch of fetch quests. And that was what was I, I remember when Breath of the Wild was like they were talking about what kind of game it was and like when it was coming out. People were like, "Okay, how are you gonna have this kind of Legend of Zelda game?" Because Link is a mute, like he can't. 
and that's that's the thing that sort of bothers me about it, is that he can't he can't interact with other people. Like he's just you know, I think, there. I mean, he says yes or no. I think that actually a lot of the dialogue choices are also very sassy. Imply that he's acting very sassy, and he is saying words. Like we don't see the words he says, but other people respond as if there was actual dialogue. When you're talking yeah. to NPCs and yeah, things like that, sassy. it's as if he's talking. Also, and in, we just don't know what he's saying. Yeah. Um, in one of the um, in one of the, like the booklets or something that's describing Link, uh, it says that when he was just the knight of Zelda, that he was super stoic and was known for being really quiet because he was just so serious with like, okay, like Ganon's coming, I have to protect her, like you know, like so he he really like shut himself off emotionally. Um, but the booklet says that when he came out, like, into this world where no one knew really who he was and there wasn't this, like, pressure on him constantly, that he became a lot more talkative. Because like, become his own person. Yeah, and that's that's in one of, like, the official booklets somewhere. Okay. I, don't, I, I watched a video about it, so I don't, I don't remember all of the, all of the... Yeah, so while he has no voice acting, it does imply that he is talking. Although we know what happens when we give a, uh... A silent character voice acting. Don't don't speak of such things. What are you talking about? We, I, we can't speak of it. It's evil. No, but what can't, is it? It's evil. We can't call it by name. That gives it power. It silent characters that I can think of are Chell from Portal and Gordon Freeman from the Half-Life series. And that's... Samus Aran. Samus. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. Oh, okay. The horrible, horrible game. Other M. Hey, uh, Prime. She said Prime. it. She spoke. Oh no! We have to do the ritual. <laughs> yep. You have to spin around to the left three times and spit over your shoulder. Don't forget the salt. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so we are way too long on this uh, on the second category. Uh, the wild <laughs> first-person shooter. I don't play them because they make me anxious. <laughs> Jacob. Uh, Halo 3 ODST. Um, I love the storyline and the feel. It's so, it's everything, the ambiance, like you feel so lonely. It's It's so hard. It's so hard and the lighting engine is so bad. It is, it's very good though. I, it's so good. Like, it's one of the few games that I've purchased the soundtrack for, like, intentionally. Purchased the soundtrack for. It was your going away present. Yes, that's true. You have the soundtrack. And <laughs> Anthony, Anthony bought it for me at my request. Did you actually? I'm pretty sure. I think you I remember asked thinking about. It. I was like, I, I, I remember asking I you. I was I like, can I you listen you. to this on your mission if I get it for you? I remember that conversation. Yeah. Anyway, um, I've got to put Doom. The, the new Doom, not, like, Doom from seven centuries ago. Because that game is just, it's just fun. Like, it's just fun. 
and it's the opposite of Dark Souls. The the comparison there is Dark Souls. Uh, you're in a, locked in a room with demons. In Doom, the demons are locked in a room with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but my honorable mentions there are are Left 4 Dead, um, Left 4 Dead 2 specifically, and uh, Half Life, the original Half Life. I enjoyed more than Half Life 2. Hmm. Can you stop the like moaning when you're walking around? It's a little distracting. Talking to my fiance. I was like, is not, she a zombie? I was like, none of the sounds we were making. Yeah, no, it's never mind. She's a zombie. Anyway, you have to have. So I know she's she's not Claire anymore. You have to have the strength to just take the shotgun and put her down. Wow, that's brutal. Do not do that. <laughs> we are recording. Do not do that in my ear, please. Thank you. <laughs> Anyway, she's trying to, she's, she's trying to eat your brains. <laughs> do you have um? You don't have any honorable mentions, Jacob? Uh, for first-person shooters, no. I don't have any mentions. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Halo Two. I have played Call of Duty. <laughs> oh, uh, Black Ops Two, though. Admittedly, <clears throat> mostly for the multiplayer, though. Like, I I really enjoyed just like all of the, the maps and the general design of that multiplayer was very enjoyable. I'm planning on playing Splatoon because there is a free trial right now. Splatoon 2 is, if if you're talking about what I'm talking about for Switch, Splatoon 2 is pretty good. It's mean to you, though. It explains zero things. So just be prepared. It explains absolutely nothing about how the game works. Okay. So so be ready. Yeah, look up look up a guide. Um, okay. Um Jacob, you start with the next category because I will I will be on this. Um so real time strategy is the next category. And I picked Battalion Wars for the GameCube. Um a lot of the other real time strategies, one, I just didn't have them growing up. Uh partly because the one that I did buy that I was planning on playing. Uh, my mom was like, "There's skeletons in it," and she wouldn't let me play it. Um, what? So what game? Was that? Uh, it was just called like Magic, I think. Was it Heroes of Might Magic? Maybe, maybe not. Um, you started out and you could choose. There were like six different schools of magic that you could choose to represent. Definitely sounds like Heroes of Might Magic. Yeah, it could be. I, I wouldn't know which one because there were there's like a million of them, but. Just the word magic was like the 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 biggest word, and like yeah, it, and like here's a magic. Yeah, it, it's so def- it's definitely a. Yeah. Um, it, I don't. I I do wonder though, because it was were there were those games like in a series? Yeah. Okay. It just it didn't seem like it was part of anything. Like it seemed like it was it a. Been, it could have been Dark Messiah, which was like mm-hmm. a spinoff game. I don't know. It was just I'll 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 look it up sometime. Um, and it it's probably in my basement somewhere. Although if it's real time strategy, then it's definitely not Dark Messiah because that's an RPG. Yeah, but a lot of a lot of real time strategies, like when I went to play them later, like you tried to introduce me to like StarCraft and Age of Empires, they were just too stressful for me. I was like, there's so many things to manage. Um, but. <laughs> Uh, Battalion Wars, what I would do, instead of, you know, actually managing my troops, I would just... You would just just pick them one at a time. Yep, I'd pick one, like, one rifleman, send him into the town, 
like kill all of the enemies, like slowly kill a tank. <laughs> you had um, more patience than most of us did growing up. Yeah, because in um in Battalion Wars, you part of the reason I loved it is you could one, you could do that, so it was like slightly less stressful. Um and then two, um there was a uh, you could because you could take control of like the individual well, you could do that and other things, but like there was a dodge mechanic that you could do if you were controlling just like oh, a single roll. Yeah, there was a dodge right. yeah, there's a dodge roll. Um and so you could with just a single character like take out a bunch of the enemy if you were just skilled enough. Um you know, rather than like using the like terrain and type advantages and like other Actually things. Actually playing the game. Yeah. So <laughs> play it your way. <laughs> yeah, it's my favorite real time strategy because I could ignore all the real time strategy elements. You're the worst. <laughs> I am I am I will sing its praises until the day I die. Age of Empires 2. The, the real time strategy game. And my fiance asked me once, you know, if you were stranded on like a desert island, you could only bring one game with you. Like you, you get all the like, you know, whatever it comes with, or like it's on the computer or whatever. You get all that stuff, but you get one game, and you can only play that game for the rest of your life. What game is it? Hands down, Age of Empires two. No, no contest. No contest. Basically, yes. Um, honorable mentions though, Command and Conquer. Uh, specifically Command & Conquer, Yuri's Revenge, and um, StarCraft Two. Those are both games I do like. And I was uh, world-ranked in Command & Conquer and in Age of Empires uh, when I was younger and had nothing else to do other than play those games. Cool. But Age of Empires Two, so good. I'm I'm even now playing it. To this day, no. Like as a like at this moment, right now, I'm playing it while we're recording. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Turn-based strategy. Civilization. Sid I, yeah, I gotta I gotta put Civ Four as my honorable mention, specifically uh, Beyond the Sword expansion. I have I have oh, I have cool. played Civ. All right. Well, Abby. Has indeed played an RTS. Wait, that's no, turn-based. Turn-based. We moved on, Jacob. Oh, wait. What? We moved. Wait. Civ is turn-based, Jacob. Civ is turn-based? I always yes. assumed it was... I've never played any of them. We had this oh. conversation, like, a week ago, and you were like, what? It's still oh. a turn-based game. No, I'm I'm, I'm certain. We're not doing I the thing where I thought we had this conversation. I am 100% sure that we had a conversation about what kind of game Civilization was. Yeah, that's turn-based, bro. We'll fight. I'll fight. That's you. fine. That's also fine. We had this I stick to my. I'm sticking to my guns. I think it appeals to a very just primal part of you, Banana. of your, the human nature, in that you want to conquer things. You want to, you know, have a throne room that goes from Stone Age boring to eventually having all the gilded thrones and fancy tanks down the sides. Yeah. Because I've, I've, yeah, I've never played any of them, and I've just always assumed because of the nature of 
people talking about the different um like nations going against each other. I've just always assumed it was an RTS. It feels like a board game, honestly. Yeah, it's very board gaming. Game where you can invest points in different um, skill sets and things. It also takes seven centuries to play. It does, so it's even worse than a board game, like Risk. It's it's like playing Twilight Imperium. Remember we Civilization. Had Twilight Imperium? <laughs> Sid Meier's worse than Risk. But the thing is, you can save it, and it doesn't leave a giant board on the table for the cat to knock over. That's true. Um, but you are, you, you, are just, you are just as liable to stay up until 3 in the morning playing the game. Oh, yeah. Okay, so I actually have to say Advance Wars is my favorite turn-based strategy game. Because I will continue to pull out my, my Game Boy Advance and play it... Uh, to this day, although Wargroove is Wargroove bleh, for the Switch is also going to be an honorable mention for me because I I do quite enjoy that game, although it is hard. <laughs> um, my favorite turn-based strategy is Fire Emblem Sacred Stones. Yeah, because that game has so much end-game content that I didn't even finish, despite Awakening. The Awakening is mine. Mine for Fire Emblem. Yeah. Sacred Stones, though, I can I can definitely see that. And uh, so let's move on. Um, we already talked about fantasy RPGs, but what about modern RPGs? Uh, so anything that's not fantasy, anything that's an RPG that's not fantasy RPG. Um, I guess Dishonored counts just because I want it to. Although there's a lot of there's a lot of fantasy elements to it. It's like steampunk. Yeah, I I could I would I would make the case that it's a modern RPG, um, and not in the sense that like you level up, but that you like have to invest like points in skills, and that you like sense. get those points by like achieving goals or like searching for the items. Yeah, uh, mine is gonna be Dying Light, actually. Really? Uh, and I've surprised myself by picking that. Because I I really enjoyed it. I I had a really good time playing it, and I really liked the Fallout series. I I wouldn't be able to. It would be a tough call for me between three and four. I would probably end up going with four. Not even New Vegas. New Vegas. I liked it until the end. The end oh. with with. With the way the story is, and I don't want to give anything away about the game, but the way the story is written, the end is the most unfulfilling thing ever. Like, mm. it's like if you play New Vegas, don't like play it up until like you know it's about to be the end, and then do everything else you want to do before you end the game. Because <laughs> the ending is that unfulfilling that you won't want to go back to it. Um, and my, uh, this is, this is, this is like a hybrid, because it's a very first-person shooter, um, but my, my honorable mention for modern RPG is Borderlands 2. Um, I had a really good time playing Borderlands 2, and I played a lot of it. Yep. I would have had more fun playing Borderlands if I didn't have a terrible laptop. <clears throat> Honestly, and if I'd had a controller connected to it because like me and first person shooters and using a mouse is just like sad 
Which is I, kind of disappointing. Yeah, it just it doesn't work out well for me, ever. <clears throat> Alright, well. So here yeah. we go. Uh what's our what's our next category? It just feels un unfulfilling. Um, JRPGs. And I was informed that Pokemon is a JRPG because you use the power of friendship to kill God. <laughs> so not necessarily to kill God, mostly to capture him and trap him in a tiny ball uh, for your own amusement. Sort of <laughs> like a monkey. That's true. Uh, and I'm what? So what? Uh, what Pokemon is your favorite then? Uh, Pokemon Emerald for Pokemon me. Pokemon game, not Pokemon. Period. Yeah, Emerald, Emerald. version. See that Once again, another game that had a ton of end game content, which is true. my jam. I yeah, haven't played enough of the genre to have any strong opinions either way about anything. Because I haven't played... We did play the Monster Hunter demo, yeah, and Octop- we hated it. And Octopath. <laughs> oh, yeah. Octopath Traveler is is not on the list for me. I enjoy it, but I I don't feel that I've played enough of it to be able to make a reasonable, like, I like this game or I don't like this game kind of choice. We only acquired two of the heroes, and then, like... You know, so, oh yeah, three, but eh, we only did a little bit with her. Mm-hmm. So, I wouldn't say that, that I have enough with make judgment. Um, I'm going to have to go with Pokemon Blue version, uh, just because it was the first, and it was great, and I loved it, and I've played through all of it probably an embarrassing amount of times. Um. Uh, but honorable mention, and don't kill me for this, uh, Pokemon Moon. I'll kill you for that. No, I have no idea why that would be controversial. We're gonna murder because you. Because it changed, it changed so much of what originally, like, what Pokemon was, that people felt like Sun and Moon, like, kind of betrayed the series. Which I think is ridiculous. Was that the one that, in, that introduced Mega Evolutions? Like, what was the thing that was so no, heretical? that was, um... I think X and Y introduced Mega Evolutions. Mm-hmm. The thing that was controversial is there aren't <laughs> gyms. Ah, what? Yeah, there are no gyms. Um, there are like challenges. You have to. There are like these specific challenges that you have to complete uh, for each of the island kahunas. So wait, it's based no on. It's based on uh, what you're saying is it was the Orange Islands of the Pokemon games. I'm lost. What? Did you ever watch the Pokemon anime? The oh, uh, yeah, yeah. There were islands that they had to like sort of, and they even had their own league, which was crazy. Their like own Pokemon league. I think that was the only one that Ash like ever actually did well in, because he, he gets his butt kicked in all of the other well, Pokemon leagues. Ash is a scrub. Ash, yeah. the most mediocre Pokemon trainer in the world. Um, yep. he does really well in some of the later seasons. Uh, but yeah, Pokemon Moon is my honorable mention. Huh. Uh, okay. Did Will had one for JRPG, right? You're you were talking about baking Kados a lot, Jacob. Did you uh? You want to put that somewhere on the list? 
Mm. I don't know. Well, I'll talk about it. One second. I'm I'm chewing a nacho. Just one. Audio hell for a podcast. Come on, man. You're not wrong. Yeah, you give me shit about chewing on the microphone. You're you're eating nachos while we're recording. Mm-hmm. Well, I haven't said anything, so I wasn't sure how much you could hear. All of it. Yeah, we can hear every every time you move your mouth. It's like every front mm, the salivation Metallica concert. Okay, mm-hmm. so uh, I will talk about both these uh, games because they're actually like somehow in a similar category, um, but not exactly. Uh, Mega Man Battle Network Three and Bait and Kados. They're both like. RPGs, uh, but the battle system in both of them is um, not quite turn based, um, but it's based off of a like a, a card system. Um, so I, I've I've really enjoyed both of those games, um, and Bait and Kidus is the closest, I guess, other than putting Pokemon in this category to like a JRPG. Um, that I've played. Um, so, anyways, uh, it's a it's a good game. It's a long game. Um, the story is uh, there's a lot of there's a lot a lot of really good parts in the story, and there's some really terrible parts in the story that are very funny because they're so terrible. Terrible um, is in like I can't like believe la- I just watched that or terrible like laughably bad writing. Yes, the second one. Okay. Like uh like one of the villains like at the end like you fight like his his soul melds with the earth or something like that and you fight just a giant version of his head that's like poking out of the ground. <laughs> and it's one of the, like this the is final Mega Man. Fight. This is yeah, Mega Man. No, 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 this is Bait and Kato's. Okay, I was like, what? No, no, the ri- the writing in the Mega Man Battle Network game is great. With sort of the exception of Battle Network 4, that one is, a lot of people don't like Battle Network 4. But um, 3 was, 3 is amazing. The writing in 3 is great. The writing in 5 is great. Um, writing in 6 is also great. Um, but yeah, 4, four was a little, little weird. There were 6 of them. Anyway, um, anyways, Battle Network Three, great game, made me cry. Did it really? Oh yeah. I don't know, like there's a there's a twist ending, and it made me cry. A twist? Do you (laughs) die at the end? Someone dies in the end. Okay. Is it you? Someone. Is it your hopes and dreams? (laughs) Someone. No. No spoilers. Okay. And now we're on to puzzles. Yes, puzzle games. Gotta say, keep talking and nobody explodes. And I will argue all day until I'm blue in the face that it is a puzzle game. You cannot play this game in a party setting. If you play this game in a party setting, you will be disappointed. Yeah, sounds it's about right. so complicated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. Have you looked into that one much? No, nope, never. Oh, this it's is the first I've heard. It's of it. horrifyingly fiendish. Oh, I'll I'll bring the instructions when I come when I come to Utah and we'll play it. And then you drop the instructions on the table and it thuds. <laughs> They're only like twenty some pages. 
Yeah, it's a, and you have to consult it a lot. Oh man, from what I remember, consult it for everything. Like, unless mm-hmm. you can memorize them like a psychopath. Yeah, for puzzle games, I'll say Portal because I'm just a normie plebe. But I will give my honorable mentions to Lemmings and The Incredible Machine, which are both older games that I played a lot in the 90s. Incredible Machine. I did sweet. play Incredible Machine. Um, it was a good. It was incredible. You have, you know, weird things with the puzzle like cats and mice and alligators, as well as gears, pulleys. Oh, I just blew stuff up all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, we sort of argued that Portal wasn't a puzzle game. Well, I, I, I made that argument. Described as a puzzle platformer, right? Yeah. I, here's why I don't I, I don't agree with it being a puzzle game. Is it's the same every time. So wait, no, wait. So no. If like, how many levels does a puzzle have to have in order to yeah what are you saying it's the same every time it has different levels and things like yes the solution is typically like well no okay so so the the way you complete each like each level is done in a specific order and each level is the same every time so like say you play portal you start it up you complete the first chamber you close like you stop playing you don't play it for you know seven centuries, you start it up again, you you start over, the first chamber, the solution is the same. Yeah. So, so are you saying, saying that it My point is it's the same every time in that sense. Many, like, many puzzle games are. They don't have levels that change if you go back to them later. Like uh, that game, like Traffic Jam or whatever? It's I mean, it's a board game, but like right. the solution to every challenge is the same solution. But is well, it, it not to, a puzzle game? When, when you think of Incredible Machine, like those are puzzles because there is a linear kind of story mode where you go through the puzzles in order, or you can just do freeform type things and create your own nonsense. But there is a progression, and when, once you figure out how to beat one puzzle, you have figured it out. So if you go back later, you know, you'll probably remember most of it. Okay. But. I can okay, like I can get behind that. Like, fair enough. So so okay, yeah, so Portal is a puzzle game. Uh, still not my favorite. Yeah, I guess if the point of the gameplay is to solve a puzzle, whether or not it has much replay value is hmm. a different. Yeah, I think I think I'm thinking probably too much about the the replay value aspect. Um, my favorite was. Pokemon Puzzle Challenge for this category. Which is it's admittedly that game's more of a like a, a match like one of those matching drop games. Um just has the word puzzle like in bejeweled. it. Bejeweled? Yeah, it's it's like a it's a bejeweled esque game. Bejeweled clone, one might say. Yeah. Okay. But it has the word puzzle in it, so it must be moving uh, right along. Oh, wait, you had something to say, Abby? I was just going to say that I've played a lot of Bejeweled-type games, but a lot of them were... Snood. Yeah. (laughs) Nude. My mom played the heck out of Snood when she was uh, doing University of Phoenix Online. Uh, Snood was her time-wasting game. Mm -hmm, That was my jam. 
a lot of things like wow. that. Wow, that takes me back to like. Wow, snude. Yeah, a lot of my game experiences are either very modern because I got a Switch a year ago, or extremely old, like DOS kind of stuff because we just had a you know Mac kind of games. Casuals. Yep. Which there's nothing wrong with casual gaming. Yeah. Um. Okay. Moving on to like, roguelike games. Now, the thing that I don't like about roguelikes is the thing that other people do like, which is that you can't save your progress and you have to just like get good. I like one of the things that I like about Breath of the Wild is that there's not really permadeath. You keep all your items, you can hoard all your items and just have like 900 apples in your inventory and just chow down on them during the heat of battle. But Jacob loves roguelikes, so I will give this to him. Yeah, my, it's really the only roguelike that I've played, but Enter the Gungeon. I, I've played a few other ones that I hate, but. Which ones do you hate that you've played? Uh, Pixel Dungeon. <laughs> Specifically, that's because Pixel Dungeon is not good. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I, I gotta go, and I'm gonna like you are going to play this game, Jacob. Uh, oh, but Dead yeah. Cells. Like Dead Cells, Washington. <laughs> Sorry, I had to. <laughs> it wasn't really a pun at all for anything. I just yeah. wanted to say it. Talking about like Denzel, Denzel Washington, oh Dead Cells. Oh my god. Shut up! <laughs> you are the you are the worst. Can we get married? <laughs> Abby just you asked are, if it's even possible. You are the worst. That's that is so bad. You you should someone should punch you. Abby, I mean, you should punch you. <laughs> Abby was just I about to, to punch make him a throat. case for domestic violence. Oh my! I cannot believe that you said that. He had it coming. He had it coming. <laughs> yep. I'm punch you in the throat. I. What? <laughs> like I've trailed everything. This is beautiful. <sighs> We're moving on from this category. Agent of Chaos. Simulation. Factorio! Alright. You could hear that? I've, yeah, Factorio. I've not yeah, she was across the room. So. I've not played a lot of Factorio, um, but what I have played of it, I enjoyed. Uh, I gotta get my hands on some more of it before I can like really make a, a case for it. And I might be saying this just because I've been playing it kind of nonstop, uh, but Stardew Valley. And I stayed away from Stardew Valley for a long time because I was like, oh, like there's no way that I'll like really enjoy this game. And I started playing it and I was like, whoa, I can't like I can't stop. Like, it's a problem. And you won't stop. You need to stop though. <laughs> but I can't stop. Ah, 
Right. Also, I gotta go. Um, elements of tower defense, in that yes, there are like some bug thing, like robot, not robot, but like evil alien bugs that you need to just shoot so that they won't destroy your supply lines. But it's Wait, basically what part just of Stardew Valley. Are you playing? I'm talking about Factorio. Oh, okay, I was. I missed that. I was like, what? No, I, was like, I obviously am not that far in Stardew Valley. Just, like, there's no real storyline. You're just trying to increase the efficiency of your mining and production kind of things. And it's just so pure. Oh, so it's Russian and simulator. It, yeah, it shouldn't be fun. But you just, you know, th when you have a bottleneck in production, you have to figure out a workaround. It's absorbing. It's very satisfying. I, I know the feeling. Um... I also got to give an honorable mention to um to Roller Coaster Tycoon. I played mm -hmm. a lot of that game when I was little. And I can't really think of a different category for this, so I'm going to put MechWarrior 3 in this category. Uh the more modern MechWarrior games while they have a lot of elements of other games, I would say simulation is probably the closest you'll come to like a single defining term. Uh, my runner-up is going to be Zoo Tycoon, specifically if you have Dragon and the Marine Life expansions, because then you There can... was a Dragon expansion? Not Dragon, uh, Dinosaur. Okay, I was like, whoa, I missed something. Uh, dinosaur, I goofed. Dinosaur expansion was great. Yeah, because sicking all the, like, you know, you want to build it up into the most utopian kind of zoo where everything is perfect everyone like guest satisfaction is off the charts the animals are thrilled to be there and then once there's very little that you can do to improve it you send everything to hell sure. yeah you, just... you two definitely like you need to get married like kind of <laughs> soon like now like right now um I don't I, I a lot of simulation say... games. Um I sort of put Trauma Center Second Opinion on this list. It's a surgeon simulator. Um the Trauma Center but, games had pretty good writing as I understand it. Yeah, they yeah, the writing was good and the the challenges were were challenges. It, it was a it was a big inspiration for me the way that they handled uh, all of the different uh, items you could use cuz they just had them on like an, an eight directional like wheel that you could select from. So you could switch between the different uh items you needed to to do the surgery. Uh yeah, pretty it was quick. one of the first it was one of the first uh games to implement that system, like a wheel system. Yeah. And it was and it, they did it amazingly. It was so and and the writing was great too. And you know, having the nurse say, Good work, Dr. Styles, after every surgery was great. Like she was just so enthusiastic. <laughs> You played Cooking Mama, didn't you? No. Okay. You need to. Yeah. If, the, if that's all it takes uh, to make you feel good, Overcooked. you need Cooking Mama. Overcooked is a party game, and that's further down on the list. Um, oh, man, that's hard. Not simulation. Uh, what's next? Because it's it, we have the same answer. MMO? Is the next yes. in the category? MMO. Or MMORPGs specifically. Yeah, MMORPGs. Three, two, one. RuneScape. And I mean, like, like, come on, like, you knew, you knew what we were gonna say. Mm -hmm. Like, 
everyone, if everyone has not at least played RuneScape, I everyone has heard of RuneScape. Yep. Yep. Like that's that's the way it is. That's the mm. way the cookie crumbles. And I'm not like I don't say RuneScape because RuneScape was like particularly fantastic, although it is it is kind of groundbreaking still to this day on the boundaries yeah. it sort of pushes in the genre. But the soundtrack. Oh man, Sea Shanty. Sea Shanty yeah. too. Soundtracks can elevate a game yeah. so much. Because the yeah, like the the reason that I oh yeah, Jetset Radio has a amazing Jetset soundtrack. Radio! But RuneScape, you know, c- credit to the people who do sound design for that um, simulation puzzle. <laughs> um, sorry, uh, Abby. There's a game that Abby's been playing where it's like you you design. It's like an interior decorating game. But the community votes on it. Yeah, and, yeah. So, I don't, I don't know what that. Would, I guess simulation. Is it what game is one? What's it called? Design Home. <laughs> the Animal Crossing. I, I think it's no, about no. It's, it's like, called Design Home. It's about as casual as you can get. Because you're just like clicking, like, oh, this is the couch that should be in this room, and then you can get money from challenges. <laughs> and then you can run out of things, and it's like, oh no, I need to buy a floor plant, which would look better. <laughs> and what can I afford? I guess, yeah, I'd put that as simulation. Like, even with okay. the community aspect of it, it still feels like... Yeah, it's not like MMO. Oh, no, not not at all. Um, I haven't played any of those. I've played, like, a tiny, like, five minutes, maybe, of World of Warcraft. Yeah, I had about the same experience. I just couldn't, I couldn't get into it. I couldn't stick with it. Like, I was like, this is going to cost me how much money? And I make, <laughs> I make like half that for my monthly allowance. Yeah, no, this ain't I have, happening. I have seen people play it in ways that seem like it would be fun. But you have to set a bunch of constraints for yourself to make it seem interesting at all. Okay. Because I saw, like, there's a playthrough called Peacecraft that Griffin McElroy did. Where he couldn't oh, do anything. He, he couldn't kill anything? Yeah. That's and, agonizing to watch. Oh, but yeah, it, he kind of cheats because everyone learns his username and they all just send him tons of gifts. <laughs> yeah, if you're streaming, it makes that game like easier based on like your yeah. followers. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, well... Uh, a couple more categories, and we're probably going to have time for maybe one or two more beyond that, but let's, let's keep moving. Uh, we're going to list other MMOs. So, not MMORPGs, but, but MMO others. Like, I'll, I'll list this just as an example, but it's definitely not anywhere close to being a favorite game of mine. Um, but, like, Destiny, it's a MMO FPS. Well, Planet Side Two, MMO, FPS. Not my, not my favorite, but it. I did play a fair, fair amount of it. Where does four is Fortnite just? Is that Fortnite? The, I the, the and I wanted. To, I I thought about bringing this up when we were talking about planning, but are 
are we going to consider battle royales their own genre? Because they are becoming their own genre, I would argue. I would have to say, unless do they go in the MOBA category. MOBAs typically are based around a hero, but... I would say that Battle Royale represents the win condition for a type of game, because Tetris 99 is a Battle Royale. That's true. But it's still primarily a puzzle game. True. So the win condition is outlasting other people, but I think that the mechanics still fall under different genres. So it's a third-person shooter, then. Fortnite would be. Fortnite is a third-person shooter, which makes Apex Legends a first-person shooter. Yeah. Which would give it... Which I have to give an honorable mention to, because I love that game. Yeah. It's it's a it's a very well designed game, and it's free. Um, so yeah, okay. I don't. I don't so have, I so have other a, MMOs. Uh, yeah, I don't have any other like type of MMO that I is my favorite. I was gonna say Destiny Two because I really enjoyed playing it, but I'm gonna have to give it to Mech Warrior Online. Um, it is very no. well. It is very well designed for being. Mech warrior, but being mech warrior with other humans, and maybe it's not MMO because your the battles are fairly small. I think sixteen is the most the the highest amount of mechs. It might be twenty four now that you can have on the field at the same time. Um, but the community is massively multiplayer. Gotcha. So I would argue that mech warrior online falls into that category, and if it does, then that's my uh, that's my pick. Okay. All right. So, you don't have one. The final category for today's episode. Possibly. We do have some time left over. Oh. I mean, based on how long our videos have been, but, you know. Yeah. Final category is... Racing. I was going to do a drum roll. It's okay. Racing. So, your favorite racing game... My favorite racing game is Need for Speed Carbon. Um, Why? My reasons for that are, well, one, it was it was one of the first like racing like customize your car kind of games that I played. But the other part of it was there were some really fun and interesting mechanics that were in it. Like you could set your, you could basically have like a support car with you in some of the like in some of the races that would do different things so you could set it to either you know have your partner kind of like knock out the person that was in front of you or have them um, oh okay be in front of you so you could like catch their uh their like drift stream whatever that was called slipstream uh, slipstream yeah so you could like catch that or um there you could set it where they would always find shortcuts for you um so like that was that was an interesting thing um but then the other part was I really liked the storyline because in in that game you were like conquering different areas and taking out like other racing gangs, which I thought was mm-hmm. just really cool. I I I really enjoyed a lot of that. Um, and the cha- the some of the challenges on it were really hard. Like the mountain races were just man. And it, it was funny because uh, my sister, who is normally not into uh, those types of games, 
also really enjoyed that game. Like she, she played a lot of it. Um, and so I, I think that is, you know, credit to its. You had it on GameCube, correct? Uh, we, we, okay. It was later. Yeah. yeah. So we were, you know, you could either do the motion controls or, uh, you could do a, a control with the stick. Motion Just... controls for that game seem bonkers. Yeah, they, they were not, a lot of motion controls for racing games are not great. Um, but, uh, but anyway, it was just, it was a real good game. So the racing games I have played, mostly it's Mario Kart. That's not a surprise. It's a very popular one. I played at friends' houses growing up, and now I have a Switch. The one that I played the most growing up was a terrible one made by Pangea Software called Cro Mag Rally, which was oh man, oh I'm in third grade again. Which had terrible controls. Pro Mag Rally. Yep. Oh, man. Yeah, you didn't think you were going to remember that. The ever. nostalgia. Oh. Wow. Waves yep. of nostalgia. Oh, man. I think the computer was not very good, or maybe it was just that the game was not very good, but it. <laughs> it was The both. frame rate was miserable, and. You'd always get stuck on the wall. Maybe I was just really, really bad, but it was very hard to, like... <laughs> it was hard to play because it was so badly designed. Yep. Like the conduit. Hey. I will take every opportunity. Watch your mouth. <laughs> Especially after what you said earlier. <laughs> I I have not forgotten. We're going to fight. I love... I Because I love the conduit, I'm allowed to cast... Cast aspersions. Um, we we joked My earlier. My favorite about... racing game. <laughs> My favorite racing game. I gotta give it to Need for Speed Most Wanted, the newer one, which is people are gonna give me shit for, but I really enjoyed it. Um, exploring the city was just fun. Like the city was so large, and finding all the cars was it was just fun. Like I just had a, a great time playing it. Uh, but I gotta give honorable mention to, as Abby was saying, like, Mario Kart. Like, everybody's got a favorite Mario Kart. Um, and while Double Dash is considered by a lot of people to be the pinnacle of the series, uh, Mario Kart 8, uh, Deluxe for Switch, uh, is, is pretty great. But I also gotta give an honorable mention to, um, a game that I just, that just slipped my mind. Uh, you mentioned Cro-Mag Rally, and I thought of it right before you said that. And then, oh, Jacob and I were talking about this off record. Uh, Diddy Kong Racing. I am Timba. Great, great. For originally for Nintendo sixty four, and then re released for three uh, DS, or was it regular DS? Uh, regular DS. Yeah, it was um, regular Nintendo DS. Yeah, it was, it was a fu- it was a fun game. It was wow. like it was similar to similar to Mario Kart in that. You know, you were up against other people, and you would run into colored balloons that would give you power-ups instead of, you know, rotating colored blocks. I did Uh, like the way that the power-ups worked, though. How, like, you ran into a red balloon, and it gave you a missile, but if you, like, held on to the missile, you ran into another red balloon, and you got, like, ten missiles. Yeah. Um, And so it, like, it, it sort of, like, had that little, like kind of like hidden like kind of strategy elements where like did you want to hold on to your boost or like do you need it right now if you hold on to your boost you get like a better boost later 
or like yeah. funnier missiles, and you get like a better missile later. Like I did have a uh, one of the Game Boy Advance versions of uh, F Zero. Um, oh, F Zero so hard. It's too hard yeah. to be on this list for me. That was that was actually that was actually a pretty good game. Um, although everything was in Japanese, and so we couldn't read any of the menus. How um, did you end up with a Japanese copy of F Zero? Uh, my brother. He, yeah. A friend of his gave him a, a Japanese Game Boy Advance. It was white. Like, cool. No one else had one. It was so cool. Um, and that was actually the Game Boy Advance that we used to play a lot. Um, and then I think eventually we got a black one that was, you know, American. Um, but cool. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, I did want to say we were joking earlier that the conduit is a garbage simulator. <laughs> <laughs> But Actual garbage simulator, Vasira cleanup detail though. I didn't even know that was a game. Yeah, you um the way Vasira cleanup detail works is you are the janitor that cleans the arenas where like where like think like Quake 3 or like Unreal Tournament. After the battle is over, you're the janitor that comes in and like cleans the area. <laughs> Wow. It's very absorbing. It, it's like, it's strangely satisfying. To play. Is it as absorbent as the wipes you use to clean up the viscera? Okay, well, here's the thing. So, there's like blood all over the arena, right? So you have yeah. a mop and you have a bucket and you like mop up the blood. But, if your mop gets too, like, if, it, if you get too much blood on it before you clean it off, then you're just, like, spreading the blood around. So you have to, like, <laughs> clean it off after you mop up enough stuff. Oh but if water in the mop bucket gets too bloody, anytime you, like, clean your mop and, like, go dip it in the, in the water, then you're just spreading the blood around again. So you have to eventually, like, keep getting, like, new mop buckets and filling them and then, like, taking it over to the area. You have to, like, pick up the individual, like, shell casings... And all of the like, all of the like bodies are in these bags that you have to pick up and like take them over to the incinerator, and oh like God. you throw. Them and sometimes the machine for the mop buckets screws up and spits out like giblets, and so then you have to like clean that up because it's in the area that you've already cleaned. And you should you should look up like a playthrough of it or like somebody playing it to to oh, really really learn about the game. Really understand, but it's. It's so satisfying to play and also to watch. Because you start and it's like it's like going into a warehouse job and you're just like, oh my gosh, there's so much work to do. Like it's never gonna get done. And then like and then once you're done, you're like, oh like you can't believe that you've like achieved that. Every level's a boss level. Kind of, yeah. It's not Shadow of the Colossus. Oh. Anyway. Well. So that's that's, uh, uh, that's about what we have for today. Um, category. We're going to go through the rest of our category lists uh, next time on the Dr. Z Show. But um, what are your final thoughts? Sure. Do we have any final thoughts for this episode? Um, I think it's interesting seeing the types of games that everyone is into. 
and their reasons because I think it would be fair to say that Jacob, you're attracted to you know strong difficulty curves. Yes. Jacob just likes the horribly difficult games. Yep. And spicy food. Are mm-hmm. those connected? Maybe. What, would you, what do you think sums up your general taste in games, Anthony? Oh, man. Uh, like what are the common threads between the games that you go back to? Hardball question. There aren't any. Like... I like I like a lot of different games for a lot of different reasons. Like I mean, you like I was like not prepared fun, to answer this though. question. I like you what having fun, but not always not in like the same way that like party games are fun. Like you it's you know, if uh, a gritty storyline isn't and you know, you're not just like, oh yeah, I like gritty storylines. You're like I like a gritty storyline where I feel like I'm, you know, really like participating in it or like, you know, it's it's fun for you for that reason. Like. Yeah. And and it really depends on what kind of mood I'm in, like. In terms of what kind of game I want to play, except for Age of Empires, I would say I could play Age of Empires in any in any mood ever. That I'm in, Um, but like. If I want to be, like, really engrossed in a storyline and sit down and play a game for eight hours, like, I'm going to play The Witcher. Like, because I sit down and I play the game and I, like, I don't want to get up because I'm so interested to know what happens next. If I'm, you know, going on a long trip or, like, a, a plane ride or a long car ride and I want to, you know, I want to have something to do, but I can still participate in the conversation with other, you know, human beings in the car or whatever, I'll play, like, Pokemon. Because I don't really have to pay, like, super close attention to what I'm doing. Oh, yeah, that's true. Um, if I want to be challenged but still have fun, I'll play, like, roguelike games or, like, turn-based strategy games. Um, yeah, I mean, it really, it really depends on what kind of mood of, of, uh, I'm in to determine what kind of game I want to play. Because I, I I think of myself as, like, having a, a very diverse, like, library of games. Yes. There's, like, a lot of, like, different kinds of games that I play. And it's usually dependent on, one, if, I, if I'm playing with another person or other people. Two, what kind of mood I'm in. And three, like, do I have to be doing something else? Like, am I have to, do I have to converse with people? Can I sit down and only focus on the game? You know, am I sitting down and playing a game with someone else that, you know, I can't see? Yeah, that, that's a good point. Because there's certain games that you play because you want to be better at them. And then there's other games that you play because you want to see what happens next. And, and I'll, say this, I'll say this about StarCraft too, like... I don't want to. I don't want to give away what happens, but early on in Heart of the Swarm and StarCraft Two, there's a huge moment in the story. Um, and I got up, took my like very calmly, got up, took my headset off, like set it down very gently on my desk, picked up my chair and threw it down a hallway. <laughs> 
I was I was so angry about what had happened in the story that I just like I was like literally like I was like, shaking. I was like, they can't do this. Like they can't they can't do this in the story. And I really don't want to give away what happens, but it's <laughs> it's I, jarring. Fair. I want to know what this moment was. I I can tell you off record. I don't want to I don't want to tell you what we're yeah, recording because yeah. I don't want to give it away. But oh man. Um, speaking of, like, being in the mood for different things, and if you need to be, before we ask Abby what, mm-hmm. like, what her genre, what her, like, general thread. gaming attitude, common thread is, um, I have actually done the best playing Enter the Gungeon when I've been in the yeah, middle Yeah, we of, talked about this. When I've been in the middle of needing to talk to people. Like, when I'm really focused on the game, I actually don't do that great. But when I'm, like, casually playing it, I actually like get really far. You do you do better because you're playing the game despite the distractions going on around you, I think. A because like bit, yeah, and I'm you, like and I'm trying to pay attention to play the, the game, but there's other things happening that you yeah. want to be involved in. Mhm. Yeah, and so I don't over I think part of it is I don't overthink things as much. That that well, happens to me with the Dead Cells. I tried it with Enter the Gungeon and I got like creamed um but it happens to me a little bit with dead cells so so abby what's your uh what do you think your common thread is i mean looking at the list it's clear that i don't have a very wide amount of gaming experience you could kind of say like oh like these are just the you know, gimme answers for a lot of these categories, but I really and that's like... fair. Like, like people yeah. like Mario Kart because Mario Kart's like a well polished like racing game. Like, you know. But I, I, think that I I tend to like games that reward you for the time that you put into them by making you like very strong. I like I like a bit of a collectathon. I like catching them all. Yes. Like, if it's Zoo Tycoon, I want to have all the animals in all the exhibits. You know, I don't want to have only done, like, 75% of the possible thing. I want to make get all the upgrades that I can for everything. So and you're that's a completionist. One of, yeah, a bit of a completionist. So that's why right. roguelikes frustrate me, because it's hard to do that. <laughs> and typically not very possible. Alright, so we have to get, Abby, a Nintendo 64 and Donkey Kong 64. <laughs> That'd be great. That game is bonkers. Collecting everything. Oh man. See, okay. Here's the here's the other thing. I'm gonna sing its praises a little bit more before we're uh, before we're finally out. But in Dead Cells, you it is a roguelike game, but you unlock things as you progress. So, like the first time you play. You you start with like your starting you know like sword or starting shield or starting you know whatever weapon. Oh, I see. And then, so so you're you're progressing through the level and you fight like you know all these enemies and you collect the cells of the enemies, sort of like like think like souls in Dark Souls, but each enemy like only gives you one. Um, and then at the end of the level, you visit this person called the Collector, and you you give him all of your souls. And you can unlock like a different sword 
you know, maybe it's a spear, maybe, you know, it's a sword that does more damage, does backstab damage, or maybe it's two swords, or, like, you can unlock a different bow that, you know, freezes enemies, or whatever. The singing then, sword from uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. No. And then, I'm not even going to give you that one. And then, the next time you play the game, like, and once you unlock things via the collector, like if it's a trap, or a sword, or a shield, or whatever it is... Once you unlock something, it's there forever in your save file. And say you start the game over again, you could find that sword, or you could start with that sword, or that shield, or those traps, or whatever. But I like to hoard. <laughs> you know, okay. That's the great thing about Breath of the Wild. You yeah, you can hoard 80 apples. 80? You think I'm some kind of like plebs? Yeah, yeah. No, like okay, eight hundred apples. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> Is there a stack limit in Breath of the Wild? Nine, nine, nine. Yeah, nine ninety-nine. I haven't done any of the crazy arrow farming things that you can do. Like, there's a certain area where the Lizalfos will just shoot at you a bunch, and you can just run around and grab all the arrows. Yeah, get max our arrows in an hour. But I just buy everything from every merchant. How do you have that kind of rupees? Like, holy crap. She has, like, 20,000 rupees. What? <laughs> you yeah. just got a thousand? She has, like, 15 diamonds just chilling in her inventory. I worked. She started killing Lynels. <laughs> yeah, you kill Lynels. You upgrade all your armor. How do you kill Lynels? I'm still terrified of them. You have to, well, Stasis Plus is useful to have, but you really need to just have, like, a triple attack up kind of thing. So when the Yiga clan members start teleporting to your location, you just kill them and get bananas. So it's basically just that bananas teleport to you. B-A-N-A-N-A-S. Yeah, and then you just, you know, have a bunch of bananas and some bomb arrows. Rivali's Gale is also useful to get the drop on them when you first get there. And... This is complicated. I typically just shoot them in the face and try to stun lock them as much as possible, and then run away from their like. We are still talking about Breath of the Wild, right? Yeah. Okay. I'm just like thinking about like things out of context. This is like, the game that I have sunk the most time into. <laughs> like Jacob probably remembers when when uh, my computer systems team and I used to talk about um, our. Uh, our Quake mod, our, our Quake 3 mod, uh, Aliens versus Humans, or Humans versus yeah. Aliens, talking about the, the facehuggers from the movie grabbing people, yep. and just, like, the aliens interacting with the human characters, but then us talking about that and, like, walking down the hallway at school, like, teachers being like, what the heck, what are these kids talking about? <laughs> Gotta have context, otherwise they're just, like, very lost and very... Yeah, the really sad thing is that ancient arrows will one-shot anything, but they won't drop any items. So, ancient I didn't arrows, know that. That's good to know. Yeah, if you shoot an ancient arrow at a Lionel, it'll just kind of be sucked into a small black hole, and nothing will happen. Yep, I killed my first Lionel that way, because <laughs> I had no armor <laughs> and no okay. good weapon. Alright, well, maybe we'll have to do a, uh, a, a guide episode with Abby, uh, How to Play Breath of the Wild. How how to get good in Breath of the Wild? Yeah, except I'm not good at the actual dodging things and like the perfect <laughs> dodge carry and stuff. I don't do that. 
<laughs> just hoard hoard items. That's I how just you. Hoard that's how you get good. She mm-hmm. she is a tank. I'm a tank, and I like sneak up and drop bombs into the eye sockets of the skull caves. Yeah, like a white bokoblin hit her, and it dealt like half a heart of damage, and I was like, <laughs> "What? <laughs> how? How?" It's because I focus on upgrading my armor. Yeah, none of my stuff is really upgraded. So. I go to the fairies, they say what I don't have, and then it's a shopping list. <laughs> okay. Anyway, <laughs> Mario does the daily shop. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, we're going to talk about the rest of this list, and maybe we'll add some, some more categories to it. But uh, that's all we got right now for the Dr. Z show. Thanks for uh, coming back at our new time on Saturdays, and uh, we'll see you guys next time. Adios. Thanks for listening to The Dr. Z Show. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach us on Facebook or YouTube at The Dr. Z Show, through email at thedrzshow at gmail.com, or on Twitter at thedrzshow1, the one like the number. And please leave a review if possible, on whatever listening platform you use. Thank you.